Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today on the show, we're talking with Light Reading's Mike Dano about Starlink, the satellite broadband service from SpaceX. Starlink is soon headed for a commercial launch, and just this week, Elon Musk suggested in a tweet that he expects to take Starlink public in a few years. Mike is here to talk more about Starlink, what we know about the satellite service so far, and how it may or may not disrupt the broadband industry. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So uh, let's talk about Starlink. What's the story there? What do we know so far about how it's supposed to work and progress on its development and plans for going live so far? Uh, Starlink is, a, I think, fascinating for a wide range of reasons. Um, and I think any discussion of Starlink has to start with Elon Musk, who, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know is, uh, so, you know, everyone talks about Steve Jobs and, you know, he has like two or three movies about him and stuff and he made the iPhone. Well, in, 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 in looking at, you know, famous technologists, I feel like uh, you got to look at Elon Musk, you know, in the same light, it, you know, he's uh, related to eBay yeah. Uh, and, and he's got SpaceX and he has Tesla and the value of Tesla is like way more than, you know, Ford and GM now. And he's got, he's invested in solar city. He's invested in the boring company that has giant <laughs> machines that dig holes in the ground. And he's got that <laughs> new neural link that like literally listens to your brain waves. So you can, uh, have computers meld with your mind. He wants to go to Mars. Like it's just insane. I think. Yeah. Uh, and so. <laughs> The, the reason I mention that is because, you know, if, if Starlink were some random startup, I don't think it would be nearly as exciting as the fact that it is related to a company that's running missions for NASA owned by uh, the world's 25th richest person who's also, you know, the CEO of Tesla. Like, that's why I think Starlink is, is interesting. And that's why I mentioned that. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the, the thing about Starlink now is that they're they're probably weeks away from a commercial launch. In fact... I just saw that um, there some of the firefighters in Washington State are actually using Starlink right now for their emergency communications. So uh, for some select users, I think it's already uh, commercially launched. They already have, you know, more than six hundred satellites launched through SpaceX. So uh, 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 Starlink is definitely a thing, you know. Yeah, and it's getting getting close to being a real the real thing. Yeah. So you, you started off by talking about uh, Elon Musk. Um, he mused on Twitter uh, just this week about taking Starlink public in potentially a few years. So why do you think that speculation might matter? And um, based on everything that we, we know so far, what role do you see Starlink and low Earth orbit satellite services in general starting to play in the broadband space? Yeah, uh, that's that is the big question. And I think that uh, so I, I, yeah, I saw that he had tweeted that earlier this week. Um, I, you know, another reason why I think Elon Musk is so interesting is that he says a lot of things on Twitter and in other places and some things, uh, I think you should not, <laughs> you should not take to heart and other things. Yeah, I think one about the pandemic comes to mind. 
Yeah. Exactly. He said he, he was not worried about COVID. And right. Yeah. I agree with him about that. Um, but it, yeah, exactly. So I, it's hard to know uh, what to, uh, you know, what to really listen to and what and what not to listen to and the stuff that he says. But I think when he says an IPO for Starlink, what I what I read into that is that um, in the coming years, the 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 business model for Starlink will be much more clear than it is now. Uh, I think that's what I read into mm -hmm. that, meaning that, you know, it'll be, they'll have a certain number of customers, they'll, you know, have a certain financial situation and that investors that are interested in that company will be able to invest in it, you know, in a couple of years uh, through an IPO, I think is what, what I would take that statement to mean. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about what does Starlink mean for the broadband market, um, I think that is is definitely a little bit of an open question, though. Uh, you know, as the as the commercial launch nears, I think we're finding out a lot about uh, Starlink that we didn't know in terms of the performance of the network and then and particularly the number of customers it can support. So, um, the uh, financial analysts at uh, Cohen uh, did a real deep dive into all. They essentially looked at all the public statements that Starlink has made. And you know, did some uh, some fancy uh, uh, calculator work, and they came up with some uh, really interesting numbers about you know the speeds that that network can support and the number of customers that you can put onto that network. Uh, and so we we you know we wrote a story about that on Light Reading uh, about a week ago, um, and it did get a lot of interest, and I saw a lot of commentary on it about whether those numbers are right, whether they're wrong. Um, I'm sure that the jury is still out on that uh, and that the numbers, you know, may end up in a very different place as, as the years go by and the number of satellites Starlink launches, you know, increases. Um, but, you know, at first blush, uh, Starlink really does appear to be a, uh, a rural internet uh, service and uh, certainly not something that, you know, me here in Denver you know, suburban Denver, probably I won't be one of the customers that would buy this. However, uh, you know, if I had, uh, if we do end up buying the camper that we're looking at <laughs> and we start traveling the country in our, in our awesome pop-up camper, uh, I may be a customer because then you, you, that would be the, that would be the situation in which you would use a Starlink is if yeah. you're out nowhere. Yeah. So with the commercial launch coming up, then what are you going to be keeping your eye on? Uh, what story is you looking out for? Uh, we definitely want to see the price. That is a huge factor as to how this whole thing plays. So uh, price price will help us know whether it's going to be, you know, bumping up against a Comcast or bumping up against a uh, a Telesat or or a um, or Hughes or some other satellite company because those, you know, the satellite internet is not a new thing. You know, you can right. you can go now and go buy a satellite internet connection. It's just that you know the performance is crap and the price is sky high, um, and so that's that's why there's so much interest in in Starlink and other Leo uh, offerings from other companies, including Amazon is that, uh, you know, they, they might be able to provide a lot better services for a lot cheaper price and, you know, making it accessible to someone who can, who can barely afford the pop-up camper, the, you know, the <laughs> pop-up camper model from 10 years ago that has gone through several owners and needs some really <laughs> a lot of work on it, um, you know, but it put that, put that, it would put that internet connection within that price range of, gotcha. of someone who, who's, who's there. Yeah. And we really haven't heard about price, have we? 
Haven't heard about price. Really, we haven't heard about um, speeds yet. Uh, yeah. they, they have been pretty clear in that, you know, probably users will get 100 megabits a second, which is, you know, that's what I'm on now. I, uh -huh. That's fast for me. Um, but whether you get that consistently, whether you get an unlimited amount of that speed every month, um, and, and also what the latency numbers are, the, all those things are very important. Um, you know, Elon Musk, again, has, has made some pretty compelling promises about, you know, the latency will be fast enough that you can play online games and do all that fancy internet stuff. But again, you know, with the stuff that he says, you, you do have <laughs> with a grain of salt. So, you know, I assume that we could probably have pretty fast latency, though, whether it's going to be down in the 20 millisecond range that he has promised, I, I don't know. And, and that remains to be seen. Also, uh, the services will improve as his other company, SpaceX, uh, launches more satellites into space. And so, you know, right now they have 600. If they get to their goal of uh, uh, 4,000 in the next uh, three or four years, that would obviously improve speeds and performance if they get up to the 12,000 satellites that they have uh, sort of hinted at uh, by the year 2026, that, that would obviously dramatically improve performance. And then whether Amazon launches a similar number of satellites for their own service, we don't know yet, but that would certainly put a lot of stuff up in the sky, that's for sure. Uh, you know, and how all that's gonna to work together, that all remains to be seen. So there's a lot of unknowns but uh, we're definitely going to get we're going to get a lot of answers in you know the coming weeks uh, on some of the big questions about performance and price. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, getting that information and reading your stories about it. Thank you as always, Mike. I appreciate your time. Same here. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike Dano, for taking the time to talk Starlink with me today. You can find links to more Starlink stories in the show notes for this episode. Thank you as well to our producer, Tian Fu, for making this episode, and thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. That's the story for now. We'll be back next week.